Welcome everyone, my name is Giotto Bastiano and I'm Christina Boschman and we are Manifesting Miracles Together. Today we're talking all about drama. Ooh, fun. <laughs> we're not talking about being on the stage, we're talking about your own personal stage. Yes. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, you know, like all of life is a stage. It is. I, I love, I, I saw that somewhere and, and it yeah. is. And we are the characters just playing it all out and dramatize a lot into our lives. Right. So we were talking about what is drama? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't even recognize it in their lives because they grew up in the household where drama is natural. Yeah, so it so it it seems very normal. I know growing up I was in a very dramatic household and I didn't realize that until I was older. Right. <laughs> exactly. Funny. And I'm like, Oh, I think everyone's supposed to just Everybody, like yell and right. play, play with <laughs> exactly. each other. It's normal. <laughs> I remember when my younger son was dating this one girl when he was in high school. I just loved her. She was such a nice girl. And I noticed that she would go from zero to a hundred in one second. And I thought that was so strange because she was very smart and she seemed very, very grounded. We went over to her parents' house one day. They invited us over for a party. I think it was before the prom. And when we came in the door, they, there was this huge battle going on in the kitchen. Like a battle that if I had been in a battle like that, it would take me a day to get over with it, get over it. Yeah. And somebody had asked, where's the soda? Where the hell do you think that soda is? <laughs> in the refrigerator. And, and I was like, whoa. And I wanted to go back out the door. I, I, was, I, I know I looked really uncertain. And, and then the, the mom turned around, looks at me, and she goes, Chrissy, hi, <laughs> how are you? And everybody turns around there, hi, how are you? I'm so glad you're here. And I was like, were they Italian? I They were. <laughs> and I can, as I was like, aha, now I know where, where Dana gets it from. Because yeah. that's the kind of house she grew up in. Mm -hmm. And my son had said to me once, mom, he goes, mom, I love Dana. But I don't know if long term it would work out because she has, she just immediately goes to angry and pissed off mm -hmm. over the least little thing and she starts screaming and I said well you're not used to that that's how it was in my house growing up mm -hmm. and I made a decision that I didn't like that yeah and and that's where it starts is gaining that awareness that yes that was happening in your house growing up but you don't have to follow in that you can change it you can have not you can have a heated discussion but you don't need to yell and scream at each other and throw things yeah and all of that no you don't need to do that you you choose different right and drama can be addicting oh definitely i totally agree with that i feel like we've all had our fair share of dramas in our life and, and sometimes it's like, oh, we want to hear the juicy, like, hot tea, like the, the gossip, the what's the 411. We want to all figure it <laughs> out. But that ties into, like, there's a science part of that and, and why we, we are so engaged with all that drama. 
Right, because we get that feel-good hit, yeah. that dopamine hit. It's something that's familiar to us. Mm-hmm. If if you're brought up in that environment, or if it's something that you choose to do, it's you get that dopamine hit when somebody starts it. Like I remember one woman that I worked with for a while was telling me about, and I had met her friend, and she said, "Oh, I totally love Marsha, but she has this thing where everything's going really good in the office." And then she comes in, she says something to start stirring the pot. And once she knows that the pot is stirring, then she'll say, well, have a good afternoon. And she turns around and she walks out. So Marsha <laughs> oh was getting some pleasure out of starting something. And I found that really very, very fascinating. And then I realized that was the exact same thing that my mom did. Wow. And I didn't like that as a kid. Like my mom would, as soon as my sister would leave the room, my mom would say, well, would you like to know what your sister said about you? My goodness. Right? To start some drama Wow. between me and my sister. And she just didn't do it with me and my sister. She did it with everybody because that was the story with everybody in the family. When mm-hmm. we shared all that, we all found out that it was the same case for everybody. Wow. But that's how her mom was. Mm. And she, my mother did not make a different choice. She probably wasn't even aware that that's what was going on with her mom. But me being more sensitive, I would be really hurt by those things. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to feel hurt. So I made a different choice. Yeah. Once I had my own space and my own and I acted very different in relationships than what I saw at home because I didn't want that for myself. I think that's where that that change starts, just seeing it like and those emotions like generating in you like, oh, that doesn't feel good and I, I wouldn't want to make another person feel that way or, or bring that into my own family. So then you start to kind of change that and I think like you said you didn't think your mother was aware of it because that's Mm -hmm. what she had in her house growing up Mm -hmm. and I feel like my family was similar in that way like they're very dramatic and they kind of thrived off of negativity and like all the like who's doing what and we want to talk about everybody else. Are they else. Italians? Yes, they are <laughs> talk Italian. Talk about labels. We'll go yes. back to the labels episode. Very Italian. <laughs> but it, it's always talking about everybody else but themselves. And I think another thing aside from that is distraction. Like why we're so focused on this drama and, and other people's stuff and whatever. We're just distracting ourselves from kind of talking about like what's going on within us or something else. We just want to kind of look on the outside and talk about everybody else. Exactly. And why is that? Because it can be scary to start looking at your own stuff. Yes. Because you were telling me a story about somebody who had a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had a student who had, a, she came in with a bunch of anxiety, but she was talking about everybody else like at her school and what they were going through and she was taking it all on so she would come in shaking with anxiety and and talk about all of 
these other kids' problems at school. They had nothing to do with her, but mm-hmm. it was everybody else's stuff. And I'm like, wow, that is so interesting, though, because I... I've, I'm guilty of doing that too. Like when I was that age, honestly, especially when you're in school, like we were talking about this earlier, just there's all sorts of drama and stuff going on and everyone, especially middle school and high school. Yes. Especially middle school and high school. So I remember being like that too. And just saying, well, so-and-so did this and then that person did that. And did you hear that? And then everyone's just talking about everybody. And then it's hard to kind of check in with yourself and how you're feeling about everything Mm -hmm. too because I don't think we're not taught to do that right and plus the other thing about drama is if you were brought up in a house that has drama and you're comfortable with the drama you tend to stay in it because you're familiar with it oh yeah think about how boring life must feel when you first get out of the drama oh my god if you're like it's sort of like being addicted to alcohol or like i have a brother who's bipolar and um he was on drugs for a while and then he went off of them because he said it was his life was just so boring like he was so used to that bipolar activity mm-hmm. and even though it was totally uncomfortable for everybody else around him that's what he was familiar with that's what he knew how to live with so to be on the medication and be in that different space of being calm and being quiet he was he didn't like it he he was not comfortable with it Mm-hmm. So he goes on and off, you know, he'll get really bad for a while and he goes back on the medication and then he goes back off of it again because he he knows that for everyone else, life is better if he is on that medication, but for himself, he feels like his life is boring. That's sad, and but the also I feel it's tough to st- stay in that uncomfortable spot but it is temporary because when you develop that habit especially when you're younger like for instance growing up in my house my parents were screaming and fighting all the time and it was just chaos Mm -hmm. and I got into like my adult life and I was dating people who had those same characters and I thought it was normal to fight with people like not physically fight with them, but just like screaming them, and yeah, yeah, to to argue and and go back and forth and throw digs here and there because I thought that was normal. Like I really thought that was normal. I thought that was a relationship. I thought, oh, if they're really they're really heated, they really love each other because they're just passionately fighting. But that's not the case at all. And I got out of a couple toxic relationships after my last one. I was like, this is not normal. <laughs> like, right. This is not normal at all. I don't like how this feels. And I think partially I was addicted to that drama because it was exciting. Well, that's it. And the excitement makes you feel good. Yeah. Even if it doesn't feel good later because mm-hmm. you guys have said all kinds of rotten things to each other. Exactly. But that excitement in the moment, it just feeds this rush I remember my previous husband, he, we had been together, gosh, I don't know, maybe like a year, and he, he grew up in a very drama household, and at first he didn't seem to 
have that drama. But as I got to know him more and more and he got more and more comfortable with each other, I remember him getting angry about something and then just going for the juggler with something that I had told him in confidence. Mm. And, well, you know, you said this or that or you do this or that, whatever it was, right? And I remember just being so incredibly hurt because I knew he could never take that back. You know, that was a stab that was going to be there forever. And it showed me a piece of who he was that I did not want in my life, right? And when I I said anything to him, he goes, well, that's not going for the juggler. That's just a zinger. (sighs) And I was like, no, zinger is fun. Yeah, that was going for the juggler. Yeah. And so, like I said, as I got to know him more and his family more, they were all just so addicted to the drama. They didn't seem to know how to have any other kind of discussion. Nice people, Mm -hmm. super nice people, good, kind people, but totally addicted to the drama. And that's how they, they grew up. Mm-hmm. With it, it's just like a generational thing that kept going. Yeah. Like I was saying with my family and then kind of putting that into my relationships, getting out of that and like stepping outside of it and realizing like, oh no, that's not, that's not a good thing. That's not how you want a relationship to be. That's not a healthy relationship. And then finding someone who's like complete opposite, who doesn't want to fight with you, like getting into that. It does seem boring at first, but it's not that boring isn't even the word. It's it's normal. Like it's right. Yeah, like it's so it's you go from your whole life being filled with drama and and kind of being addicted to that to like doing something different. And when you do something different, it's going to feel uncomfortable at first, but then it gets easier and stuff. Like I remember meeting the person I'm with now and I'm like, "Well, he's my best friend and and I was iffy and I always tell this story but he had asked me to be his girlfriend and I was like I'm gonna get back to you I'm gonna think on that (laughs) (laughs) we're we're together like he was very patient but I had to think about it and what I needed to think about was he was so nice he wasn't like my usual type of person Mm -hmm. and I had to make that decision do I want to do something different and be with someone and have like a potential like great relationship, a healthy relationship or continue the pattern of being in toxicity and fighting and and having that that toxic relationship and I went the other way. I chose a different path and I'm grateful that I I stuck it out and it was uncomfortable at first. Not a not like a a bad uncomfortable. It mm-hmm. was just new. Right. I feel like that's kind of something that you need to do when when you're in the drama is like you got to step out into the uncomfort zone like take a step out of it and and do something different cuz it's it's just a habit that we develop being it's, in the drama. Exactly. And you recognize it like it's a recognizable pattern mm-hmm. because like I said I grew up in the drama household. And because I'm, I'm super good at diffusing drama, mm-hmm. diffusing drama. And so a couple of relationships that I've had along the way, that's how I ended up with them. 
because my dad was very, very explosive. And I loved my dad to pieces. And I was super proud of the fact that I could defuse my dad faster than anybody else. I knew exactly how to handle him. I knew what to say. And so I would find myself drawn to people that were, you know, drama kings and very explosive because they liked how it felt to be defused. So interesting. And I liked how it felt to defuse them. Wow. And that's so interesting. I talk about that in my book, Let My Legacy Be Love, because that when I recognized that, when I realized what I was doing, I kept saying, how do I keep ending up in the same relationship again? Like, oh my God, how did this, how did I end up here again? And when I finally dug in to look at it, it made so much sense to me that that's what I was doing. And like when I met Rick, my current husband, that's what I went through the same exercise that you went through, where this seems kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. And my girlfriend, we were super close at the time, and we always called it, you know, going into a relationship and finding the Shazam with somebody, right? And I remember her saying, well, remember, the Shazam for you is being able to diffuse a crazy person. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know what, you're right. And there's just no crazy there. So yeah. I was asking myself, am I going to be bored in this? I need to understand that piece of myself mm-hmm. to, so I don't end up in the same place because it doesn't end well anywhere. Yeah, and recognizing and, that too is right. huge. Because then, yeah. Yeah, recognizing that case because it can become physical. Yeah, and you, it can keep going and, until you recognize that pattern and choose differently. Mm-hmm. So with there, we're gonna, we have some tips for you. So number one, if you are someone who, who is used to drama, you grew up in drama, you have a lot of drama in your life, becoming aware of what is drama mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people don't even understand what drama is. They're like, well, that's just the way it is when you live with other people. There's yeah. fighting. There's yelling. There's arguing. There doesn't need to be. No, there there doesn't need to be any of that stuff. You can have a normal conversation. If anything, that's what I'm learning in my relationship now. You don't need to fight. You can talk it out. It can be heated not like heated in like an, an angry kind of way, but like heated, like this is a heavy topic that we need to get through together. Right. But you don't need to yell and scream. Exactly. Because that can be, for many people, emotionally scarring. For me, if somebody starts screaming, I'm... I can't. I yeah. can't do it. I'm like four steps back away, four more steps back away, and where's the door? Mm-hmm. So to recognize that. Definitely. And then number two is make a decision if you're ready to kind of let it all go or if you want to continue that pattern. Right, because it's it's recognizing that you are comfortable with that mm-hmm. and then saying, am I ready in my life to break this pattern and be really uncomfortable for a while as I start learning how to conduct myself a different way? Mm-hmm. And it like... 
Christina and I were talking about having those moments of do we want to repeat that toxic, those toxic relationships or be with someone who could be your best friend and you could have the great life and you don't have to have all that negative energy with. It's like you can, you have two paths in front of you and you can choose and that's a great thing to be aware of. Yeah, and and find something that you could do together and take that energy that you would use to fight with somebody to build a garden. Yeah. You know, do something good for the earth, something good for the environment, something good for your neighbor. I mean, think about that. That's true. Yeah, because honestly, we don't think that. So then number three is find tools that can distract you from getting involved in the drama. Mm -hmm. To recognize it first, and then I was telling Gianna earlier a story that had happened with a family member this summer, and we had gone to this event, and they showed up, and they brought all this drama with them, and they went on for about 15 minutes, and as they were talking, I was thinking, I want to listen to them and be an ear, be a loving ear, But on the other hand, I came here to see the sheep and the cows (laughs) and the horses and to eat junk food. And I can't eat junk food when when I have a nervous stomach. Mm -hmm. So so my particular tool is to excuse myself from that. And you can do that. Yeah. You don't have to involve yourself in the drama. No, exactly. Because basically what I said is, you know, I came here to just have a peaceful afternoon. So let's all have a peaceful afternoon together. And the look on their faces was just so priceless, like, oh, oh, yeah. And my brother goes, well, actually, that's why we came here, too. Perfect. Let's do it together. <laughs> there you go. So find your, quote, unquote, escape mechanism. Mm-hmm. And then number and four. Number four is nobody's going to save you. No one's going to save you if you're in a, a spot, like, for instance, Um, back to those toxic relationships no one's gonna pull you out of it no one's gonna be like come on let's get out of here that's your choice you have to save yourself from that drama you're experiencing you're experiencing in your life because I think we've talked about being in victim mode but when you're in that space you're kind of like oh the drama like oh this is happening to me and oh this and that and I have my hand on my head because I'm like, oh, the drama. Because that's like kind of what you're like when you're in that victim mode. But nobody's going to save you. You have to save yourself from that. And- right. And you can make a choice to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's it. So many times we just think we don't have a choice. Or we feel stuck. Yeah. But we're never stuck. No. And we always have a choice. It That is so, so true. And to think that maybe this will open your like eyes to see that you have a choice you don't have to stay where you're at you don't have to involve yourself in the drama of whatever it is that's going on you can choose differently and you can save yourself in the best way and and go on a different path exactly and I think we'll wrap it up here yes so thank you so much for listening. Thank you. If guys. you enjoyed this, if you got something good out of it, if you know somebody else that might benefit from it, please share it with them. Yes, and you can find us on www.manifestingmiraclestogether.com <laughs> and 
We have Instagram and Facebook. Again, Manifesting Miracles Together. And thank you guys for hanging out with us. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.